Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a weekly podcast about Italy. Today is Thursday, November 17, 2022. Ciao from Italy, where everybody is a bit sad because the Soccer World Cup is about to start in Qatar, but Italy once again did not qualify and for the second time in a row we will not be in the final tournament, so the last tournament we participated into was eight years ago, which is a long time. I know it's not a very big deal, but you know how much soccer is followed in Italy and we would have gladly spared ourselves this uh, humiliation also because for the first time the World Cup is played in winter and for two months the Italian Championship has been interrupted so we will not have any uh, soccer match to see. Talking about more important things, luckily it seems, but fingers crossed, that we are not going to have the full wave of COVID contagions that we saw in both 2021 and 2020. We can only hope that it will continue to stay under control, fingers crossed. But from that point of view, the news is encouraging. One would be inclined to say that the news is positive, although by now that adjective has taken on a completely different meaning, especially when it comes to COVID. The news that instead is not very good is about inflation, which is really very high in Italy. The record rise in energy costs is weighing on consumer prices. These are increases of more than 100% due to higher gas prices, which is also dragging up the electricity bill. Higher gas costs cascade down to consumer goods as well as food. In the former case, the effect production costs, in the latter, transformation costs, and it is transportation costs, as is well seen in Sicily, where there are the greatest inflation increases among the various regions of Italy. In percentage terms, Catania, Palermo and Messina, three Sicilian cities, are in the top three places in the ranking of Italian provincial capitals with more than 150,000 inhabitants. If, on the other hand, we move from percentages to absolute values, the most expensive cities on the peninsula are instead in the north, for the reason that in their case prices already started from a higher level. This is the case in wealthy Emilia-Romagna, where prosperity prior to the inflation boom has become a boomerang. The Emilian city of Ravenna is the most expensive city in Italy now. The same is true for Milan in Lombardy, where rent increases are twice as high as in the rest of Italy. All this, according to experts, means that, from the point of view of consumption, a dismal Christmas is expected compared to past years. We hope at least to be able to spend it together with extended families, which we have not been able to do in the past two years because of Covid. More not-so-good news concerns some recently published data about younger Italians. Poverty and inequality, especially after the pandemic, affect the health and psychological well-being of children in Italy. A child born in Catanissetta, Sicily, has 3.7 years less life expectancy than someone born in Florence, Tuscany. And healthy life expectancy marks a gap of more than 12 years between Calabria and Trentino to Adige, which began 15 years if, if we talk about uh, girls. 35.2% of boys and 33.7% of girls in Italy in the 3 to 10 age range are overweight or obese, partly because 1 in 4 children in Italy do not play sports. Things do not get much better when examining inequality in Italian schools, with the usual north-south gap assuming warring proportions. In a country, 12.7% of students of graduation age do not make it so to high school, and in Sicily the figure almost doubles to 21.2%. In seven Italian regions, and five of those regions are in the south, the share exceeds the Italian average. Uh, Sicily, Puglia, Campania, Valle d'Aosta, Calabria, Sardinia and Liguria. Molise, the, the Molise region, is the region where school dropouts are lowest in percentage, but it is still 
uh, it still is 7.6% of students. Worse than Italy in Europe are only Romania and Spain, although school dropout rates in Italy have even improved in, in uh, recent years. It, it got better. If today is 12.7%, 10 years ago the national figure was around 17%. Hope comes from funds from the European Recovery Plan, which has provided 1.5 billion euros against early school leaving and educational poverty and to overcome territorial gaps in Italy. The funding, divided into three trenches, allocate resources until 2026. Another report just published tells that Italy is the European country with the highest number of young people aged 15 to 34 who are not working and not looking for work, not studying and not training, which are defined by the acronym NEET. They are 3 million with 1.7 million girls and 1.3 million boys. Again, the incidence doubles in the south compared to the north. In the south, they are 39% compared to 23% in central Italy, 20% in the northwest and 18% in the northeast. And all Italian regions exceed the average incidence of needs in the youth population in Europe, which remains at 15%. This figure dovetails with that of further research that says European companies are desperate for graduates in subjects such as science, technology, engineering and mathematics, but more and more young Italians are choosing to stop looking for work and not study. In Italy there are only 24.5% of graduates in science subjects and 44% of the companies surveyed said they, that they had difficulty finding job profiles with these skills in Italy. <clears throat> but there is also good news and uh, concerning Italy and those are the ones I am always happy to tell you about. The first is that a little piece of Italy is flying on, on Artemis to the moon. Man's adventure to the moon has restarted yesterday when NASA launched the SLS carrier rocket, the most powerful ever built with the Orion spacecraft. This is the first mission of the Artemis program to return astronauts to the moon. Well, with Artemis 1 as part of the program NASA launched an Italian satellite Argo Moon made by Argotech, a company born in Turin, Piedmont. The Italian satellite will be in operation for about six months, collecting valuable images and data about the lunar surface. Argo Moon is the only European satellite aboard the mission. Also, since Artemis will take the first woman, woman to the moon in the future, Hopes are that the woman will be the most famous female astronaut in the world today, who is Italy's Samantha Cristoforetti. Fingers crossed here too. <coughs> Another good news comes from Italian Science 2. A new simple but revolutionary energy storage system called Thermal Energy Storage was inaugurated a few days ago at the combined cycle power plant in Santa Barbara in Cavriglia in Tuscany. <coughs> Stones that store heat, heat that generates steam, steam that expands in a machine that, in turn, generates electricity. It is revolutionary because instead of using rare earth material, minerals or raw materials that are only present in certain areas of the planet, it simply uses ordinary stones. Tuscany has a long history of mining and using coal, but today it's shaping up to be a real energy innovation hub. In fact, this plant is the first in the world to use this technology on a large scale, and it can also be employed as a storage system for renewables. Tuscany, long known as the home of geothermal energy, is already one of Italy's most virtuous regions with uh, more than 50% of its energy self-produced from renewable sources. The third piece of good news concerns the fact that according to a newly published, uh, published study, Italy is in first place as the country where to buy a second home for Europeans. Milan, Rome and Venice are the cities on the podium for the locations chosen by wealthy Europeans interested in finding a fine home in Italy. 
9.1% chose Milan in Lombardy, 8.7% chose Rome in Lazio, and in third place is Venice in Veneto with 2.5%. But it's not just the big cities, though. Above 2% are several other Italian places that are popular with foreigners, Como in Lombardy and Ostuni in Apulia. Other beautiful Italian places follow under 2%. Porto Cervo, Arzaghena and Olbia in Sardinia, Forte del Marmi in Tuscany and Capri in Campania and these are seaside resorts but also uh, in the ranking of luxury homes in demand in Italy we find Trieste, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia and Florence in Tuscany. Among the well-established trends for foreign investors in Italy, <coughs> investment in markets hitherto regarded as niches of little importance is certainly worth noting in continuing growth. Investments by foreigners, the British in the lead, but also Americans, in low-value properties in inland areas is now the real driver of the market. These are not investments in farmhouses or aristocratic mansions, but in the vast majority of properties located in small municipalities and to be used as vacation spots. In a sample of more than 50 municipalities with less than 10,000 inhabitants and distributed throughout the country, more than 70% of transactions involved purchases by foreign nationals. Among new buyers, one final surprise bodes well for our smaller municipalities, while for the big cities, fine properties attract a high-end clientele with an average age of over 55. For a smaller market in the interior areas, the buyer profile is totally different. Professional aged between 30 and 40 and with a strong interest in being able to reside, not just buy a second home or trophy asset. Well, it's all for now, it's all for today. Please take care and stay safe. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.